0: few people.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, and you know what? I have to be honest, I was really mad to hear that you guys were all talking about my brother last night. Because when I talked to you guys at your house, Jen, it was so honest. What was the demise of your relationship? So I had blocked him on social media because he was making fun of me and he lost his mind. He's like, I want you out of my wedding. And that was it. That's it. And that should have been good enough for each one of you. I just didn't understand. You You blocked him on social media. They say, guess what, sister? done, disowned. Yeah, crazy. If that's what actually happened, that's cuckoo. But it is. I know what it takes to get to that point where I wouldn't even bother anymore. That's why it didn't make any sense. But that's what you're reaching for. You're like, oh, she had to
0: do something. Maybe the sister-in-law. Maybe there's a Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, our Real Housewives of New Jersey edition. Is it going to be the last one? No, because I promised the guests to come on next week, but <laughs> this might be the penultimate. We'll see. But fortunately, this actually was a good episode. We had things to talk about. Were they mostly the same things that we've been talking about for... Um, You know, the past eight years, yes, but, you know, I think there was maybe some movement forward, so let's get into it. The first thing everybody's talking about in the morning is about how Bill and Jen were wasted the night before. And Margaret's still taking shots, being petty, like, oh, yeah, they've got to be wasted to be around each other, blah, 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 right? Rachel's going to be hosting the brunch for everybody. That's going to be the event of the episode. At the Aiden Townhouse... Danielle tells them, Danielle Cabral tells them she was planning on being the most drunk, the most lit that night at the party. But then Jackie had to come for her. But honestly, I had to give Jackie a round of applause for even trying to come back at me because I thought I made it clear on how I handle things, but I guess not. So then at Missy G's, Jackie's telling, you know, Melissa's telling Jackie, she told Danielle what she said, you know. About, uh, you know, I think there's something more to Danielle and her brother. Dolores is like, look, do I think that this is just because of her blocking him on Instagram? No. But do I know what it is? No, I don't know. And that's about all we need to be saying. My thing is, what does this have to do with any of y'all? You know what I mean? Like, what is this? If she had a falling out with her brother, what bearing does this have on her in the fan group? If she's not telling you guys the whole story, these people that she doesn't know and um, is going on national television with maybe a shot in hell at possibly reconciling with her brother, and she wants to keep it cute and not tell the whole fucking story so as to possibly blow up any chances of them at having a relationship in the future, then fucking let her. I, I don't know why this would be any sort of indicator for anybody in terms of how this lands within the friend group. Who gives a shit? Is it a weird story? Yeah, yeah. Does it sound like petty and very over the top? Absolutely. But like, let's just leave it at that. I don't see what this has to do with anybody or anything. Jackie's not making a case for why I should give a shit. Not even making a case for why she should give a shit. So let's move on, girl. Rachel Fuda says in a confessional that Danielle has all the things that she would normally look for in a friend. She's bubbly. She's smart. She's fun. She's fun. But there's something missing. There's a link in the chain missing with them. Back at the Aidens, they start talking about how Rachel was the shit stirrer, how she was the one who told Margaret that Danielle said that she had an arsenal when what she said was, I hope Marge doesn't sound start with me because it sounds like she's got an arsenal, which Danielle says, but I got that from you guys pointing at Teresa and Jennifer, right? So Danielle also says that she had a different idea of what her friendship with Rachel would be like too. Much like Rachel. But now it's like Rachel's trying to paint her to make it seem like she's the only one quote conversating. And I I will, you know, usually I'm pretty precious about that. I feel like the only person who should be allowed to say conversate is Mariah Carey. I might, um offer a special pass for Danielle Cabral but we'll have to see it's tentative but she's like yeah you know Rachel Food is trying to make it seem like I'm the only one conversating out here when I'm not so then Tree and Margaret Tree says Margaret was like trying to make her feel bad about not inviting Melissa's mother and you know this starts a whole weird strain of something brewing in Teresa's head in my opinion Teresa found out about this you know Melissa being upset about Donna Marco, her mom not being invited, and was like, "Oh, I still have time to um you know, uh, how do you say uh, clean this up a bit? so I'm gonna figure out a way to turn it back on everybody else and make it the responsibility of Joe and Melissa so I can uh you know pretend like i didn't actually like she's already made it very clear that she does not fuck with donna and that's why she didn't invite her but she's like i'm gonna find the way to turn the beat around here and she did did it work not on me but somebody melissa says in a confessional look if you want to say that you and i have beef fair but how dare you paint it as if my mother doesn't deserve to come to your wedding like how dare you so delora says No matter how you paint this, guys, it's about Melissa's mom. And then we get Dolores' new confessional. That nice, like, chocolatey brown hair, the eyebrows to match. She looked good. She looked good. This is maybe the whitest Dolores' look. Like, maybe she actually is a white woman. (laughs) We love black Dolores. And we love Wendy Williams for naming her Black Dolores because the Black people who watch Jersey are all like, hmm, are you Sicilian or somewhere else? Maybe a little farther south, ma'am. But anyway, uh, she looked so beautiful. But she says in her confessional, she always loves to ask a question, then answer it for herself. Do I wish that Tree hadn't said that? Yeah, because kids are off limits. Moms are definitely off limits. Margaret says it was lo- nice of Louis to like try and find Donna Marco at the party last night, but Melissa says I just feel like Louis invited um, my mom because he genuinely, or no, she asked him, do you guys think that Louis invited my mom because he genuinely thinks Teresa was wrong for not doing it? But Joe Benino, Margaret's husband, says I actually think Louis knows that he makes himself look better by being the person trying to fix stuff. Hello. It- Coming straight from the plumber himself. he <laughs> you knows somebody who's trying to fix things. Joe Gorga says, yeah, I know exactly what he's doing. So in a confessional, Joe Gorga says, when Teresa started dating Louie, it was new. It was nice having a new brother-in-law and he was really happy. And then a producer goes, did something happen between you and Louie? And he says, yes. So then back at the Aidens, Jennifer happens to ask the same question did something happen for there to be a shift to occur? And Teresa kind of mumbles, but then in a confessional, they ask her, producer's like, how did this all start? Teresa's like, "Uh, you know, I've I've held this over in a lot over the years to try to protect my brother, but I'm tired of it. I'm going to speak the truth. Okay. So first she tells the group, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There was a business dealing that fell through. My fiance lost a quarter of a million dollars. So Teresa says in a confessional, My brother came up with this idea. It was a pe- pizza oven, or was it a pizza place? I think Teresa might be a little bit confused. I think it was supposed to be a pizza place. <laughs> But she said it was a pizza oven. But she says, you know, it was a pizza oven. And, you know, he was like, I want to do it with my sister. So Louis says, okay. And he put up to 250000 right? And Teresa says she told Louie not to do it because she didn't think that he should get involved with business, business stuff. But Louie keeps moving forward. He speaks to their attorney about... You know, since you're putting up all of the money for this, uh, what percentage do you think would be fair to give Joey of ownership? And the attorney says five percent. Joey finds out that he's only getting five percent. He goes nuts because he was expecting to get fifty percent, right? So somebody asks Louis, "Have you spoken to Joe about this?" And Louis says, "No, because I don't work well with people who deflect conversation." Now this would beg the question of me for me of. Then why did you go into business with him in the first place? If this is how you feel about him, especially when this is going to be a family member of yours, right? This is more than a acquaintance, more than a dude. You know, like you're about to marry into his family. If you felt like that, why did you give this man a quarter of a million dollars? Especially, has kept. It seems like every season there are some. Sp- 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 Or definite on-camera mentions of uh, this man not doing well in business. Joey Gorga. And uh, people are very unhappy. It seems to be a a wake of unpaid bills, allegedly, um, in his uh, path. Um, So all of this is a little bit confusing to me. Then Teresa says she called Joey. Joey. And she said, you know, Louis is the one who put all of the money. What are you doing? But then she tells the table that what she said was to Joey, if you want half, you need to put half the money into it, which he didn't want to. So Louis just gave up and then he took the loss. Okay, then where is this money? That would be my second question. Where's the money at then? Back to Joey in the confessional. He says that is the reason why he was really pissed off last season and that's like why he was being so shady so producer goes well why did you never talk about this and joey says well because i didn't want to fight with my sister but if she's talking about it i'm not gonna lie here now my second question is or whatever question we're on how did they both hold on to this for the exact same amount of time and then both decide to drop this on the very same weekend that's what i want (laughs) to know how did that happen Because we're being led to believe that these conversations, these like outings of what really went on between Joe and Louie are happening at pretty much the exact same time at breakfast before everybody goes to the fudos. So again, how did they both know to tell this the very same morning? I'm confused about that. Joey tells his people over at Missy G's, Louie screwed him over at the pizza business. Teresa jumped ship and went on Louie's side. So, Joe says his side in a confessional that he told Louie it was his idea. He wanted to do a Teresa in honor of their dad. They were going to call it No-No's Pizza, right? There's mention of a nephew. who Which nephew this is, I don't know. But Joe says the nephew got Louie involved. They start ordering these pizza ovens. Joe is going along thinking, this is a 50-50 deal. But then the nephew passively, you know, just out of the blue, asks Joe, Oh, did you see the design for the pizza boxes? And Joey's like, I don't know what you're even talking about. So the nephew tells him that Teresa had a photo shoot with the daughters. They were going to rename the pizza company Skinny Pizza or something like that. So Joey finds out. He calls Louie. Louie gives him some lip. (laughs) And then out of nowhere, according to Joey... Teresa starts yelling did you put the fucking money up like he's like what like I can't put $200,000 up it was my fucking idea and it's like well why didn't you you know (laughs) what then why didn't you I I have so many questions about this whole situation but Melissa says that she thinks that what it comes down to is that Teresa is just so selfish that she doesn't want to share anything I do think that there might be an ounce of truth to that is she wrong for feeling that way? Not necessarily. I'm not, like, mad at her. But I do feel like, yeah, I mean, it's very clear that Teresa wants the show for herself. She never would have wanted Melissa and Joe to come on the show. And since then, she's been, like, kind of fighting for her own stake outside of Melissa, I guess, on the show. And um, so, yeah... <laughs> But, like, this is taking things into another direction. So I did a poll on Twitter, actually, to see, like, gauge where people were, um, who was on whose side with regard to, uh, you know pizza oven gate or whatever and people were saying that they were mostly was 54% of people on Louie's side but the next one was at 31% who said that they were both wrong and I think I'm of that camp I'm feeling like both of this both parties are messy this is the story that um we need to be getting the full story on I don't give a fuck about Danielle's brother respectfully this is what I need to know where's the money where's the money Joe says it got very ugly. They were yelling. Teresa was screaming. This is why you don't do business with family. But bullshit, you can do business with anybody if you go in with trust. And you're not looking to cheat somebody. So then Joe says, you know, I just keep wanting to make things right and... Margaret says, yeah, but Teresa keeps putting things in place of that, that you can't recover from. Like she keeps, you know, like Mario Kart, just throwing shells at you or whatever. Um, Melissa at that point starts getting teary eyed and Joe says, I just don't really know what to do anymore. And then Melissa says in a confessional, we were so hopeful for a new beginning, but Louis stole that. And it's just really sad because I feel like Joe has nobody. So here's my thing. I, I Yeah, I feel like they're both in the wrong. I'm not understanding why you would expect somebody to put in 100% of the capital and yet you would get 50% of the idea or, you know, the returns on that. That doesn't really make sense to me. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me why Louis would go straight to the lawyer to determine how much he should bestow upon joey instead of talking to joey directly about it um that's another question for me i just it just i'm just really confused but mostly i'm like can you put up no capital and just want to have 50 percent on an idea for a pizza place eh. <laughs> and i also feel like how many times have this Uh, Both sides of the aisle of this family, the Judices and the Gorgas, have tried to open some sort of, uh, in honor of my family-related restaurant, Italian restaurant, and it's been uh, shuttered before the season even ends. So let's just give it up. I want Nono to rest. Okay? Nono is looking down on this family and he's like, my God, all I want to do is just shuffle on over to the refrigerator. And treat myself to a nice cold bottle of Louisiana hot sauce like I used to do on this mortal plane that we called Earth. But y'all won't let me rest. Now I gotta see you guys bickering and fighting. And my God, is Louis actually that red down there as as red as he looks from up here? I gotta, has anybody seen Louis? in real life because i gotta know and i gotta get eyes on him honestly of all the people in the bravo universe he might be the one person i want to see in real life not because i want to like talk to him it's never gonna be that it's because i just want to see that skin in real life like what does it look like does that look normal to him he seems so red i've just never seen a person that red you feel me what are we talking about let's move on (laughs) So then everybody gets ready for Rachel's brunch. Fessler shows up first and they have in the backyard, they've got meat like Flintstone style, big ass chops of meat, right? Um, Fruit table, gorgeous, bartender, a lady in a mermaid costume in the corner, um, sitting on an inflatable shell with a little pearl that she's got. (laughs) as an accessory and some uh, bubbles. And Jed Fessler just goes, wow. And then she says in a confessional, I don't really get all the extras at the party. Like Teresa had the girl in the bubble. Rachel's got the mermaid holding the bubble. Like, I don't know why they all need Disney characters at their party, but look, it's working. So they start talking about how drunk Jen and Bill got. Rachel says, oh, I tried to text Jen, but she never responded. To which Jackie says, well, I think she's a little bit fragile right now. You know, she told me that she and Bill are fighting over how to raise the kids. And she was saying, you know, it's hard enough to raise the kids and then have somebody come home and criticize them and the way you're doing it. And, you know, that's just really sad. And then Dolores pipes up and she's like, I didn't know any of this. And Margaret says, you're barely talking to Jen. (laughs) so in a confessional Dolores says listen no matter how pissed off i am or what jennifer's done to me and there's been a lot that she's done to me i want the best for her and bill because i love them and if i ever cared about you there's always going to be a place a piece for me that still cares joe and melissa show up john fuda lifts up his shirt to show his decolletage and the wax uh hack job that Joey did so Joe says oh you know see I couldn't have done that to Louie he'd be crying like a little bitch so then John Fuda asked Joe oh did you see Louie's video yesterday that he posted on Instagram I think Joey lied I'm sure he probably watched that shit seven times on a loop but he looks very wide-eyed and I was like no what is it John shows him the phone and it is weird, much like uh, Louie shirtless and hair bedraggled on a beach with all those men that he was with at that uh, emotional camp or whatever. He's got Nate and uh, Bill Aiden in the background. Bill is posing for his life. I think he must've been wasted because he's given full blue steel at the camera, trying to hold on to uh, Louie. So he doesn't fall over, but it's this weird video. Like Louis saying something like, you know, we're having a great conversation about forgiveness. You know, forgiveness today is being a big issue in our society and in our lives. And everyone out there is looking to try and forgive somebody. (laughs) And in that moment, I thought about Nathan, not Nate Cabral, Nathan from Teen Mom. (laughs) Janelle's ex-boyfriend uh, who she had that kid with Kaiser the blonde one. I kept thinking like oh my god this these are the types of people my first question was who whose audience who is the audience for, for a guy named Louie? A guy who just is like oh forgiveness is a big thing these days <laughs> we're all out here looking to forgive somebody and I thought oh it would be Nathan. Nathan the Griffin Griffith? I always forget. Nathan from Teen Mom. He's the one who would see their shit online and eat it up. And then go on a date and tell a woman that forgiveness is a very big topic these days. (laughs) As though he's really doing something. Nathan's not doing well you guys I he was just recently in, in jail uh, arrested for choking one of his exes so it's not good for him so let's not say that I'm like looking back on him fine, fondly. it was more like I'm terrified at who would take this information um, and that's who it would be that that's his target audience so Joey watches a video and then he tries to do this like oh hey guys let's all do this like a clapback video right so he has all the guys getting a video. He says something about like, oh, we had a great night last night and uh, God told me to whack somebody. And then John Thuda just gets in the camera and goes, how you doing? <laughs> oh, shots fired. Shots fired, y'all. After the ladies try to figure out if the mermaid is just like really in her role as a mermaid or if she's actually just drunk in that corner um, and playing the bubbles. Thessler asked Melissa how she's doing from last night. And Melissa's like, you know, I was just shocked. And asked Dolores, you know, was there a reason given for Teresa not inviting me, my mom, to the wedding? And Dolores is like, well, I think Teresa says that if she invited your mom, she would have to invite your whole family. And it was like a snowballing kind of thing. Melissa is like, I just don't understand why Teresa wouldn't just say yes and just do things. Like just gloss things over. Just say yes. She can come. You want to have a happy event. This is your wedding. Blah, blah, blah. It's the right thing to do. So just do it. Margaret chimes in and says, everybody in this situation needs to own their part. And I loved, love that Jen Fesser, her best friend looks at her, calls her out and goes, hold on. What did you say about everybody needing to own their parts? Like, oh, weren't you saying shit about Jennifer Aiden? So Margaret goes, I own my part a thousand times. I've apologized to Jennifer. The problem is she keeps trying to get into my relationships with everybody else. And Danielle is now repeating it. So Jen Fessler says, Danielle's actually upset about everybody talking behind her back. And Margaret says, oh, I know, but she was talking about me behind my back. So Jen gets there. Jennifer uh, Aiden gets there. And Dolores says in a confessional, I don't really want to have a confrontation. (laughs) Sorry, Margaret says in a confessional, I don't really want to talk to uh, Jennifer Aiden. I don't want to have a confrontation with her. I don't want to catch fire from all the polyester she's wearing. Margaret ends up grabbing Danielle to talk. Danielle says in a confessional, this is like a built up thing. And she's actually really pissed off. Not at Marge, but she's pissed off because of Rachel. She's really mad. She doesn't let things go. And if they don't talk it out, it's going to snowball into other things. So Marge just tells Danielle, I was really taken aback because at the game, you said, you didn't want to worry about me coming for you. But then I'm hearing that you said that I had an arsenal of information on people from Rachel and Danielle goes, yeah, time out. This was not me meeting up with Rachel to throw haymakers at everybody. And this is why I'm upset because it was being brought to you. Like it was a catty conversation. And I'm actually kind of irritated that Rachel would create this divide. So she grabs Rachel Red Rover, Red Rover, send Fuda on over. And she says, listen, why did you make it seem like the conversation we had was me attacking Margaret? So Rachel says, well, you weren't attacking her. You were saying she has an arsenal of information. To which Danielle says, yeah, but that's like kind of like you throwing me under the bus when that wasn't our conversation. So Rachel says, but you said that. And Danielle goes, yeah, but she's trying to say like, it's how you deliver that information that it makes it sound like I was coming at Margaret crazy. So Marge asks Danielle, why did the word Arsenal even need to be said, though? And Danielle starts off about how, you know, well, Laura said that. And Marge is like, yeah, but do you believe everything that somebody I had a falling out with said? The fucked up thing is that Teresa and Jennifer met up with her in the first place to find out everything I said. That's fucked up. So Danielle says, you know, what coffee talk is we were just coffee talking in the boutique. You know, I Rachel, I can't even believe that you would do this. When you said stuff, too. But then when Rachel asks, what did I say? Danielle doesn't say anything, right? Danielle apologizes to Marge. Like, you know, if it made you feel some type of way, I'm sorry. Marge tells her, this is high school stuff. And you need to graduate. Which you could tell really pissed Danielle off. But she didn't say anything. So she walks away. And Rachel's like, are we okay? Are we okay? You're not looking at me, Danielle. Are we okay? Danielle says in a confessional. What the fuck? I thought we had a kumbaya thing here, but I allowed this person to take advantage of a conversation and throw me under the bus. Right after this, we have our required check-in with Dolores when Jackie asks about Frank and Oh, we miss him. He's so sad. Oh, why don't you feel sorry for him? And yet again, Dolores has to say, I don't really care about his pity party, girl. Let's worry about putting Paul on a pedestal. Cause this is what you bitches wanted for me all this time. So let's get into it. Right? Jen Fessler tells Louie and Teresa that she really admires the fact that Louie wanted to make good with Melissa's mom last night, which is really cracking me up because I feel like Jen is trying to stir the pot very low key in a way. She keeps being like, Louie, I really appreciate that you went up against your soon to be wife. I love that. It's refreshing. (laughs) And it's really cracking me up because I feel like nobody's clocking it at all. Louis tells Jen that he lost years of his life with his sister because he was in horrible relationships with women in the past. And that's really what it came down to, like him being caught up in his ego. So Teresa says this all could have been resolved had uh, Joe and Melissa just called and told her that they wanted to invite her mom. See, she found an excuse. (laughs) And Fessler goes, well, they're under the impression that there's like an issue with her family and you. So Teresa says, well, yeah, years ago there was some stuff. But Jen says, well, I think they feel like it was a slight. And Teresa's like, well, they should have said something. But, you know, here they are making a mountain into a hole mole. Is that what it is? A hole, Louis? is that what it is? It a hole mole? <laughs> a mole hill? Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> the way this phrase whoops the East Coast housewives asses is a real delight for me. They can't get a cold of it. They can't. So Teresa goes to Louis, babe, can you take care of it? So of course he immediately runs over to Melissa to talk. Louis and Melissa sit down at this little couch, right? And Louis sits down and says, I wanna say this very sincerely and give me your hand. I wanna hold it. And Melissa just goes, Oh. <laughs> so Louis says, Well, the wedding's been beautiful, and your mother's been nothing but beautiful to me and the boys, and Melissa is like, yeah, and she's obsessed with you. Like, she loves you guys. Teresa's overhearing this and Jackie talking. And Jackie talking about how upset Melissa was. And so she goes up to Jackie and is like, oh my God, why is everybody talking about this? If Joe and Melissa were that upset, they should have talked to me. Jackie tells Teresa, you were there this morning when Melissa was crying because you said that there was a history there with her mom. And Teresa's like, yeah, okay, she can call her sister-in-law if she has a problem with my guest list. Then Danielle comes up and says that she was upset hearing that they were talking shit about her and her brother last night because the conversations that she had at Jen Fessler's when she was telling all the ladies what happened with her and her brother, she was being honest. And that should have been good enough for each and every one of you. And I'm with you, Danielle. Fessler says, well, I just didn't understand because... If it's really just your brother ending a relationship because you blocked him on social media, that's cuckoo if that's actually what happened. And Danielle goes, that's actually what happened. So Jackie says, I know what it takes to get to the point where you don't even bother anymore. And that's why it didn't make sense to me. Now Danielle goes, well, that's why you're reaching. Like I had to have done something. So Danielle goes, well, maybe it was the sister-in-law. Sorry, who said that? Dolores. Dolores goes, well, maybe it was a sister-in-law. Maybe there's a problem there. And Danielle goes, don't even fucking go there. She says, I blocked him on Instagram. He called me like a raging fucking maniac. End of story. Jackie says, I'm just wondering what the rest of the story is. Tell us. Danielle goes, why do I have to be villainized? I'm hurt. I'm done explaining myself. So she gets up to leave. And Jackie goes, well, I just don't understand why they would be pissed at me for asking questions. And Margaret kind of backs her up. Y'all, again, what does this have to do with you? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. What stakes do you have? Y'all don't know her brother. You don't know the sister-in-law. This has nothing to do with your relationship with Danielle. She was just telling an anecdote. And y'all want to fucking act like this has... I I don't get it. I can't wrap my mind around this. Or, and of course they're going to be mad. You keep hammering her about her family and trying to make her look like an asshole. (laughs) And then you're like, I don't understand why she's so upset. Wow. Danielle says in a confessional, these people are trying to paint me out like a liar, which is everything that I'm not. I'd rather they just sucker punch me in the face, honestly, than try to keep doing this. So she and Nate leave. That's all they wrote for them for this week. Marge says in a confessional that Danielle's been talking shit about me this whole time. You don't see me leaving in a huff. Since you're so busy talking to Teresa and Jennifer about me, maybe I can call your brother and sister-in-law. And then maybe they'd like to tell me some stories about you, so I can put that in my arsenal. <laughs> and this is where I have to hop off the March train, girl. Let's focus.
1: Selling a little or a lot. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card
0: at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com You shouldn't really be mad at her. She already explained this. (laughs) You should be mad at other people for saying that, but okay. Okay. After Danielle leaves, immediately Teresa just wants to talk about the wedding again, which Rachel is very confused about. She's like, I thought we were talking about Danielle, but now you're talking about how Melissa didn't call you to talk about her mom coming to the wedding. So Rachel's confused. She's like, girl, I'm out of it. So Teresa finally goes up to Melissa and Louie. Everybody's talking about the issue. What's going on, Melissa, since everybody's going on about it. But Louie tells Teresa, you're ruining this. Like this conversation I'm having with Melissa, you need to leave and respect our space. And I don't care if God came down and told you what to do. It's not fair what you're doing right now. Ooh, ooh, Louis put the battery in his bag. What do we think about those guys? Like, it was a, a weird way to talk to somebody, a weird way to talk to your fiance. Um, but very interesting to him for him to be like, you're ruining it by coming over here. <laughs> Do you like Teresa? I can't make sense of like what Louis' game is. And neither can Melissa. Because then Teresa and Louis start getting into it because Teresa starts talking about how, you know. Melissa, your mom was just one person, blah, blah, blah. Louie gets up and goes, Teresa, Teresa, you're not making sense what you're saying. You need to respect that I'm talking to your sister-in-law. So now Melissa's just sitting there like, you know, how when you're like in middle school and you're over at a friend's house and then your friend starts getting into a fight with their mom and you're just like, oh, uh, ugh, should I call my mom to pick me up? Or like, what's going on here? Like, this is very awkward. But Melissa says in a confessional... I think there are two sides to Louis. I know he definitely wants to look like I'm the good guy in this and I'm gonna fix it, but he can't control when he's angry. And sometimes I feel like it's the guy he wants to be, but then there's the guy that he really is. So Teresa ends up walking away, and Louis goes, I'm sorry, I just don't want that going on. It's bullshit. (laughs) But then Joey Gorgo gets to walk up and sit down and says, uh Louis says listen i like your mom i'm sorry for all the confusion and melissa goes i'm not judging you i'm not judgmental i'm hurt and Louis goes listen i think there's a lot of hurt i think we're all hurt points over to joe you're hurt too you guys i'm gonna marry her in like 31 days i want the peace but melissa points at tree and goes but she's the one who's causing all of this drama so Teresa's all in a huff when she goes over to Jennifer and Margaret and Jackie and tells them, you know, my brother needs to go to therapy because he's blaming me and she's got daddy issues and she needs to go get help. Oh, <sighs> Teresa, why would you say this? So Jackie goes, that's not nice. And Teresa snaps at Jackie immediately is like, shut the fuck up. Get out of my face, Jackie. Get out of my business, blah, blah, blah. But Jackie goes, don't you think that's like a mean thing to say to Say that somebody has daddy issues about somebody who lost their dad at 16 in a car accident. And Teresa goes, no. And of course, Jennifer Aiden's backing up. That's not a neat, mean thing to say. Teresa says, well, she's attached to my brother. Like there is issues. (laughs) Teresa says in a confessional, Melissa always talked about how she had daddy issues because her dad would go out all the time. He was cheating on the mom. He was never home. So that's why she always had to put a short leash on my brother. teeth for two what does this have to do with anything like this is what i this is why like i can't understand why they're these ride or die tree huggers because what you bring up my dad and i'm just windmilling you on site like that's it to be like oh she's got daddy issues blah, blah blah in such a flippant way in this situation because you didn't invite her mom to just be like oh well you know she's got a problem they need to go to therapy like this stems from her dad dying like fuck you <laughs> it's so like dirty and unnecessary and this is why like both of them are dead ass wrong and by both of them I mean Joe and I'm using Joe and Melissa collectively uh, actually I'm not Joe and Teresa are equally dead ass wrong Melissa's also in this situation however <sighs> There's only so much she can do, you know, because Joe is. I mean, he is very emotional on all these things, and he does, uh, not. He's not somebody who's going to deescalate a situation. We know that to be true. Neither of them are, but uh, I would be livid if I were Melissa and I heard that. Like, as somebody whose dad is also dead, like you're talking about my dad and you're trying to suggest that like, over something so stupid that I need to go to therapy because of, fuck you, like, I would be pissed. But of course, Teresa does her thing of, like, oh, you know, I'm not saying that for whatever, like, oh, my kids also have daddy issues, well, you know, like, it's not a big deal. Then she goes "Uh," to Jackie, you're pissing me the fuck off, like, you know, don't get involved, right? So Melissa hears these ladies chattering, so she gets up from Joe and Louie's, like, let me see what these women are talking about. So that leaves Louie and Joe alone, right? Louie tells Joe, can we talk you know, like as if we're not going to get back in the past because I'm a good man and I live with your four nieces. I wear your father's pajamas at night to make them feel safe and loving. Do you know that? <laughs> and Louis just er, Joe just stares at Louis, and I really thought that like because we saw the preview and everybody was as shocked as I was at the idea of you putting no-nos Sonoma pajama pants on in an effort to protect your future daughter daughters-in-law <laughs> what? <laughs> what? again windmill molly whopping you immediately I wouldn't even say a word what are you talking about? that's fucking weird dude I don't even know if I would be mad I would be mad eventually but that's also supremely weird his pajamas? Can you find like a tie or something? oh, <laughs> But unfortunately, we really didn't see any sort of reaction to that because Teresa comes up and interrupts him, right? And she goes, Joe, you're not in the right frame of mind. Or, sorry, Joe says to her, you're not in the right frame of mind to talk right now. And Louie hands him a pillow like, you know, whoever gets to hold the pillow, you get to talk. And Joey goes, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not doing it but Teresa's like oh no the the therapist said we should do that so Teresa gets the pillow right and she's like you know all you had to do Joey, is just say hey invite Donna Marco and I would have invited her right away instead of making a big deal and you telling all these fucking stranger shit like you think I want to hear that stuff from all these people I would have done it in a heartbeat why didn't you do that you would not have done it in a heartbeat because if you did you would have done it the first time and if you did if that was that <laughs> Not that big of a deal. When you heard that they were upset about the first time, you wouldn't have been like, oh, why would I invite her? Like, you had no intention of inviting her. This isn't just like, oh, just an oversight. Please, if we're not going to act like, and we just turned back the hands of time, and Joe, who already knew that you weren't going to let his wife be the bridesmaid, called you and was like, oh, please, sister, can you invite her mom too? Girl, I'm not living in this world. Th- that is not the case because if that were the case, you would have been saying that this whole time. But you already said last episode that you didn't fuck with her. So, <laughs> and I remember the North remembers. And then I had to be fucking bored again and slam my head against the wall because then we get for, back for, to teet for toot, teetin tootin Joe and, and Teresa, uh, who did this and who did that, blah blah blah. Um, Joe says, you know, I was mad at you because you i called louie and gia about melissa not being a bridesmaid and nothing was done about it and then Teresa's like well i'm upset at you Lou, joey because of last year and i think you should have had my back way more with margaret and then you know blah 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 margaret's melissa's friend if she won a piece so bad she would have told margaret to back off <sighs> melissa comes up Teresa goes, you know, when Margaret was bringing that stuff up, I wanted you to say, this is my sister-in-law, my future brother-in-law, shut the fuck up. And then Melissa says, well, you should have spoken up when Jennifer Aiden was talking about him last year and calling him a bitch boy. And Teresa says, I did stick up for him. And Melissa goes, no, you didn't. And then Joe says, so do you see how you are? You're not understanding. And Melissa tells uh, Teresa to not talk bullshit. You need to talk real. And Teresa gets up and is like, I can't do it. Babe, can you fix it, Louie? Can you fix it? She walks away, He he's yelling after her. I can fix it if you just stay. So Melissa goes, this is what you always do. You run from your brother. You're the matriarch. You fix it. So Teresa comes back all sarcastic, like, oh, my poor brother's tired. And Melissa goes, yeah, I know. And I'm the one holding him up. I know he's tired. So Teresa goes, yeah, well, then you should make it better. (sighs) So Melissa's done at this point. She's like, girl, you have such deep hate in your heart. Thinking that I should be the one to make this situation better (laughs) The Joey chimes in Tree you're happy right now right so what why are you all fuck you all of a sudden what's all that about she's like well that's not true I'm not all fuck you right Joe says I've been happy a long time and Teresa goes yeah I don't think that's true because if you were happy you'd want us to all be a beautiful family so you're not happy so now we gotta talk shit about Melissa and Joe's marriage because (sighs) I can't <laughs> Why? Like what are we doing? What is this for? The Melissa tells Tree, we didn't keep you out of the family. You kept us out of the family. This is your blood. Jennifer made fun of him and you chimed in. So Louie then he forgets where he's at and he goes, She called you a bitch boy, but you play that real well. <laughs> so then Joe goes, shut the fuck up. I met you and in months you fucked me. Melissa gets up and says, you know what? We're really unhappy, so I think we're just going to go to therapy. And Teresa goes, maybe you should. Maybe we could be a happy family then. Joe says, you know, we just became the biggest disappointment in life. Thank you, honey. The matriarch of our family. I mean, the drama. So Jennifer Aiden then says that the problem with Joe and Melissa is that they will take any opportunity to not only make Teresa look bad, but double down on it. Melissa puts on a sweet, pretty little face, but then she gets away with it. And you know what they say? You got to beware of the wolf in sheep's clothing. (laughs) Okay. So Margaret comes up to Teresa and Louie to share her perspective. But Louie gets up and says to Teresa, you know what? I can't do this because you're not listening to her. You and your brother have the same exact problem. When you believe something, you're stuck on one thing and you can't get off of it. There's no need for that. Thank you, Louie. Thank you. You're both the problem. I feel like I'm going crazy here where Louie is actually making half a point. (sighs) Finally, (laughs) at least like we're hearing this from somebody that Teresa might actually listen to. And I'm grateful for that. So Joe keeps mocking and it was like, oh, you know, they're okay. Joe goes back and with Melissa, they're trying to get out of the car, right? They're trying to get out of the driveway, but they're stuck. They can't get out because they got this big ass SUV, right? They realize that Louie is actually the one blocking them in. So Joe has to go back <laughs> and ask Louie, hey, can you move your car? But then he sees Louis, Teresa, and Margaret all talking and he goes, oh. What are you sitting with Margaret for? I thought she was so dirty. What happened to that? So Teresa gets to yelling and now Louie's ping ponging back and forth to try to get Teresa to shut the fuck up and try to get the car out and sort of navigate the emotions of both of these two tiny little uh, Gorgas and it's not working. And then he's like, you know, tell Teresa he's enjoying this now. Don't, don't enjoy this. Like don't indulge. Right. So Joe keeps mocking it, and he was like, oh, wasn't it Margaret that ruined our whole family, wasn't it? And then he, like, gets up to Louie and kind of, like, hugs him, and I think he almost fake-humps him at one point. And he goes, oh, do you want to dance, bro? (laughs) What? (laughs) Why are we dancing? So Louie tells Joe to stop. He's like, stop, because I have nothing to fucking lose, you understand me? But then immediately... He goes right back to Mr. Nice Guy. And he's like, no, okay, like, just stop. Like, I'll I'll get the car. I'll move the car. No problem. So he moves their car. And on the way out, he's, like, talking to them. So they're in the car, Joe and Melissa. He's outside, like, trying to talk some sense into them, trying to, like, talk them down, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Melissa says, you know, she blames us for everything. I haven't done half of the things that Teresa has blamed me for. Inside the party, Teresa's telling Margaret that Melissa and Joe can't possibly be happy in their marriage, right? Because if Melissa was a good woman, then she would make things better with her brother. Melissa says in a confessional, I don't want to hear this shit. You know, I don't want to hear this shit from Louie. You also contributed to this like drama so stop stop preaching stop pointing your fingers I'm good she's over it and this is the Melissa I like the Melissa is just like I don't, I'm don't, i not engaging in this shit anymore <laughs> like, I'm sick of it I'm seeing everybody for who they are and I'm just not gonna do it as long as Melissa just doesn't play full victim I'm on her side because at least like Teresa keeps existing in this loop and I feel like Melissa's at least gotten out of the loop She's gotten out of the Matrix a little bit. And she's kind of seeing things for what they were. And I'm grateful. Because if all four of y'all were still acting like you have been. (laughs) I I would have gotten a grenade and tried to put it in my TV. I don't know how that would work. I mean, TVs are very thin these days. They're not like they used to make. But you know what I mean. The sentiment is the same. The sentiment is the same. So anyway, Louis says... I to Melissa and Joe like I just don't want to carry this on I have this feeling honestly I think unfortunately this family is going to ha- uh, learn lessons the hard way which is true they have been the entire time they have been so at the end of the episode Marissa asked Teresa Marissa <laughs> Margaret asked Teresa is this like the life that you really want like, you know, your kids are getting older and all you have are these old memories of your family like really think about this tree and let's all think about this and we'll get back next week and, and discuss thank you guys so much for listening thank me for speaking check out um Seeking Brother Husband and the recap that I did with the two girls black two black girls one rose podcast Seeking Brother Husband on TLC it's a much must watch it's right in the episode before this but yeah <music>